welcome to the Humanistic Perspective. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Dufresne, and this is uh, episode 11, mm-hmm. the good 1-1, uh, one, one, as yes. they say. Um, wow, this has been such an incredible journey so far, and I just want to say I can't believe we just celebrated 10 episodes already. Seriously. It's insane. I am, I am so amazed to introduce... Chad fa- Castilla and... Ethan Castillo. <laughs> Sorry, he's answering a text over there. Um, but we're really happy to be joining you guys today. Again. Yes, and uh, we uh, right now we're sipping on a good favorite of ours. Just recently we uh, did a, a, a sponsorship for Starved Rock Coffee, and uh, we are now sipping on their, their amazing coffee once again. I just want to give a shout-out um, to them once again. They are an absolutely I, – I, it's grown on me, this coffee. I have to say. Has. It's we first discovered this coffee last episode in episode 10, if you go back and listen. But there is something about this roast that we just had to keep it on all week. Um, we, oh, yeah. We've been having too much of a blast sipping on it. And frankly, the more I drink it, the the more flavor profiles I'm noticing. Um, let oh, me, let yeah. Let me take a sip here and see if I can't, Absolutely. can't analyze anything for myself. It's just so fruity, I feel like. You know yeah. what I mean? Super hard citrus note on it. Um, today I don't taste any of that toffee. Yeah, I don't taste any of the toffee, honestly. I never did. When you were talking about the toffee yesterday, I was like, huh, that's something, that's the only flavor I don't get. Mm. But because now I even, I I, I really don't see, personally, the toffee. It says that there's uh, hints of notes of um, toffee, but there's also some other uh, fruits that are um, added into the mix. I forget what they are. We don't have the... It was apples and uh, and one other thing. One other thing. But yeah, uh, just it's been a crazy week, folks. So I just want to get in here today and uh, we got a lot of interesting topics to cover. But I want to first maybe talk a little bit about how I'm feeling this week, where, what we got going on. It's it's been a uh, it's been a hectic and busy one. And I really feel like uh, the idea of just flowing, living life, letting things come, living life. And uh, I, I had a reflection recently that I've been in a state of laziness. Really? Seriously. How so? I don't mean f- quite literally physical laziness. I mean comfortability. I've been in a place where I've, um, I've just been, I've been spending a lot of time on myself because of COVID, and I've been spending a lot of time um, just in a comfortable state, not getting dressed, just you know breaking a lot of my habitual routine habits, in which during college and during a structured period of time, I felt like really have been keeping me stable and keeping me spirits high. It's like that whole idea I've been feeling recently, like while I might be f- become physically drained, the physical exhaustion makes my mental e- level of living much better. But then when it's a, the, the actual opposite, where I have uh, tons of free time and physically I'm not doing much, my mental exhaustion gets so high. No, I totally, I, I, I feel that 100%. But I mean, yeah, it's just something, I don't know, it's something that I feel like a lot of humans, you know, they deal with on a daily basis to a certain degree, especially now in today's age. You know, mm-hmm. there's so, there's so much self, self-reflection, I feel like a lot of people are doing right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Really valuing like what matters to them in life. And I feel like that's, honestly one of the best things to come out of this whole whole year that we've had is i feel like more and more people are more keen now to what they want in life more than ever mm-hmm. what their where their priorities are are their priorities in fighting love are their priorities in doing business or loving what you do what you create truly and and it's interesting because now more than ever small businesses are are really actually just on the rise, really, because more and more people are trying to just do start new, something for themselves. Start something new. Start something for yourself. Exactly. Do you think like periods of struggle are a great time to like finally change and move on or or reinvent yourself, or like is it always a good time to do that? It's always every day you should self change. I feel like. Yeah, I totally I I agree with that sentiment. I feel like there's if if you're not learning something every day. Are you are you really taking advantage of the full day? I learn every I learn something every hour. Every That's half good. Day. Yeah, you've had a busy one today. Do you think what what have you learned anything today? You think? <laughs> mm, countless things. Countless things. Yeah. Yeah. You 
you just had a really exciting milestone too for your company. Didn't you guys just recently get um, a certi- certification or something like that? Yeah, ownership yeah. certification? Yep, our minority app certificate. Wow, congrats. So what is that, um, for someone who might be listening that doesn't know a lot about business, what uh, what is that or how does one get that? Uh, it's just a minority certification or if you have disabilities and stuff like that, you can get uh, different certifications that last for about two years and it basically allows you to bid on contracts and get different advantages compared to other businesses. Um, larger corporations, they get d- different write-off discounts. Uh, and actually they become like, so like, for example, the broker we work through, they can say that they're a minority employer. If they have a certain makeup of their revenue, their, their dollars going, paying out towards providers that are minority providers. Um, so a lot of it, it just allows us and gives us access to state contracts. We'll win out biddings because certain things have to be divided up by minority. So we get put, put in front of a lot of other companies just by having that certificate. So it helps quite with exposure with not even just with exposure, but just limiting. Uh, we have, you know, over any other providers that we work with or in any kind of market, it gives us uh, a stepping stone in front of every other company and we get first dibs on everything. It's kind of like a setup like that. And you um, you apply for that through CMF, which is a state program. It takes, you know, it's uh, it takes a while. We've been is doing it rigorous to apply? It is, but we have all of our papers in order. So I wouldn't yeah. say it was for us but that's just because we also have gone through these applications and such just getting approved through the state the amount of being in the medical field just tons of applications all the time yeah the the amount of documents are yeah oh i was gonna say the amount of documents and applications that even i since i've been here have have had to fill out and then i think back to all the stuff you guys had to do to just initially start the company like think about all those documents i mean literally i mean pages after pages after pages Yep. It's crazy. It really is. I uh, wanted to jump in here and start with something that we've all really talked about a little bit at the breakfast table and dinner table, and that is uh, Jeff Bezos, what he's going on there. Oh, leaving leaving, uh, the CEO position of Amazon. And he's transitioning into um, the chairman. Yep. A senior chairman role for Amazon and all of its affiliate jobs. And really, um, after we talked about it, I think highly that it's so that way he can take a much more competitive and important stance in some of his other ideas he's had outside of the company. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of these, I mean, a lot of business owners, I would say, such as his self, right? He started off as a guy that wanted to just produce books and make an online platform where you get books. And I think even with him and himself, once you get that substantial amount of income, such as his, right? You start. You don't really care about money as much as it's now. If you become a businessman and that such, and seen this a general lesson, seen this, um, this staple of a of a you know, I mean, more than just a business. I mean, it's a dominating industry market. It's a world leader. Once you have that much dominance and that much control, people just get greedy. It's just a sky's just the limit. A, it's just a sky's the limit. And who can they be out? And how can they be the biggest? You know, and that's where I see this role. Even with him just being chairman, it doesn't, for many that don't know how business structures work, uh, your chairmans technically usually have a lot more control than comparative to a CEO. Um, even CFOs tend to have more control in regards to that. So you can title different people with your <laughs> boards as chairman positions. We get ultimate control. So, yes, he's he's people. They, he's they stepped f- away from a role, but, but he hasn't Just to take away. on bigger say, roles. I would say in, if he weren't already a chairman, technically – in their operating agreements already, I would say he's taking on a role of, it's just a, an ability to him walk away from maybe being involved in a more to a day-to-day practice, but mm. still have ultimate control. You know what? You know what's the most interesting thing that I found out about just in general, this new, new position that was given to him hmm. is that where do you think a majority of Amazon, like majority of their revenue comes from? Stocks. Well, to or a certain no, 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 no. Straight, strictly from oh, the company. Drop sale, drop sale. What, what's drop sale? It's like the the providers who just are using Amazon to sell their own products. No, actually, they make pretty much even in terms of the Amazon website. Mm. It's the Amazon Web Services wanna... that make the most money. Mm. And guess who just became the president? Who? The person that's in charge of Amazon Web Services. Smart. Which is what their cloud storage. Yeah, but that's just a transitional role. Yeah, you know, a lot of okay titles don't mean much. Okay, right. titles are titles are, are really pointless because it breaks down to 
in, in the contracts and agreements, what is it written? What are your written daily obligations? What are your daily roles of what you're contributing to? What's it's, also titles mean really nothing when you think about it, because a lot of it is broken up by what are you going to control? What and it changes. You right. could have a CFO role where you have, you're labeled as a CFO, but you may you only don't really even look at the financial numbers. tables at the end of the day, right? You may not be making makeups or leading into a direction, you know. So but you might be really good at networking with people who are high profile that are going to help with your project. Exactly. I mean. A title is is to a certain degree it gives at least a guidance of the area you may be focused on somewhat in the company, but again, certain aspects of what your day to day roles look like. That you could create change. a new role. I really want to open up a fulfillment center to work with Amazon because mm -hmm. you know they contract all those Amazon vehicles. Amazon doesn't really operate those. Yeah, no. Uh, and it's a growing market. And now that with our Ford fleet code, I mean, I can get units. Yeah. So cheap. It's, it's a logistical hand. thing. Right, so you're a shipping warehouse. You know how they have those fulfillment centers. Right. You're a mini fulfillment center. So those larger fulfillment centers will bring it to smaller fulfillment centers. That's what my with communities. That's the I Amazon mean, facility I worked with. W was a, was one of those smaller ones in Cleveland. It was a sort center. Yes, yes, yes. The, the money there though, it's insane. Yeah. The amount of revenue. I mean, literally, you do probably about a hundred thousand a day. Do you know how we were talking about working with Motive Care in that sense? Yeah, you could do the same thing with Amazon. You know, I was talking about you. I was talking to Jake because we're wanting to do larger contracts in which one of the providers, which would be taking over possibly thirty-five thousand vehicles, our outsources the largest orderer in the United States orders a thousand vehicles a month okay wow. or th i mean a thousand vehicles for the whole year mm. wow okay. yes that's the largest one and those are they're across multiple states they're texas wisconsin i mean indiana illinois california they're spread out everywhere so if that's my largest consumer that's going to be ordering the specific chassis i order with a certain um you know setups for the wheelchair transports that's a large concern because now if we want to do any contracts larger than and a big need is is Amazon. They the Dodge Caravans or the um, Dodge whatever I can't think that of the Ram other model. Three thousand five hundred. Yeah, that's converted. Three thousand five hundred. That's just a model number. The ones they use for their small. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Amazon ordered so many, there weren't any available, and that's what Amazon's switching over to Ford because Ford has great benefits, right? Mm -hmm. So now, you'll see a lot of those chassis are going to be hard to get in. Because they're such a large corporation, they get demand over anyone, right? So that's where, like, within contracts and buying that out. Or, for example, Jake, we were looking at in LaSalle, you know how those put those government contracts out yeah. to, to buy those vehicles. All those people, they're going to put Amazon will put a large buyout, and whatever company can make it for the shortest margins, right, and take that brand name can do that. So let's say I work out a contract, I put a down payment on a vehicle, but the company, I mm -hmm. haven't received the order of my vehicle. They can just cancel it and refund me my deposit. What? Yep. So it doesn't matter if you have it on order. The only, even if I were to pay cash full out until I receive on order, they can change it. Really? Them. That's insane. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, okay, well now I look. Okay, if I want a thousand vehicles, in order to get a thousand vehicles, I would have to give them a year and a half warning, and then hope. The thing that we're nice with is we get cutaway chassis. So cutaway chassis, you know, Ford's looking for more of the. Um, storage backing, but that's a whole nother story you could go down. But I really want to look at opening a business maybe even this year with Amazon. Oh, yeah. In contract. I think that they are. Have you seen this? I wanted to stay on the topic of Amazon. Take a look at this right here. It's their new headquarters that they're planning to build in Arlington, Virginia. And it's called uh, wow. the Helix. For those of you that are listening, it's a 22 story building in downtown Arlington, Virginia. And the building. Pretty much, imagine like a traffic cone. It gets skinny as it goes up. That's exactly it, what we want to do with our but projects. But it swivels. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really funny. And it's following all of that... Um, uh, sustainable. Yeah, m sustainable practices and um, uh, uh, biomimicry for the space that you're in and the connection to human nature and a lot of... Uh, um, like transparency with glass and, and simple stainless, stainless steel metals. It's it's really quite beautiful and breathtaking. Guess what, guess what they stole? Oh, it's, it's the Gherkin from London. Yeah. It's one it, of the new skyscrapers in London. It, it's built well, not similar new. To it's that. been around for a while. How much you want to bet? The people that are building that building isn't really Amazon. Oh, 100%. No, they're hiring a guarantee. 
They have oh, to have absolutely. the best right. building, owning the building. No, I bet I bet they're leasing it. You think? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely for yeah. But it looks so interesting. It's so beautiful. If you want, you can go online and check it out. But uh, that was that was sort of all I had about Jeff and his companies. But they're crazy, man. It's I want to go to the new Amazon Fresh store that's in Naperville. It's their new Tell brick and mortar. That. I have no idea. What makes it so different from Whole Foods? Why would I go there? Because it's lit. It's literally as cheap as Walmart. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, and all you have to For be is a prime products. I think, and, okay. and they also can take EBT or food stamps as well. Oh, so this is their way of breaching the everyday buyer market. Yes, the Whole Foods is definitely on a higher end, like price and point. They give you can link all of your carts. Like you literally can just walk in there, your Amazon account. Yeah, like with literally. Alexa, like if we say Alexa and the Alexa's over there, we could. Yeah, you can create lists, list, like, and then and then you can go to Alexa like kiosks yeah. and get your list and just boom. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's insane. I love efficiencies. Hey, and then it I, tells you where. That's why I want to own them because, again, I'm not going to beat out Amazon with that company, but if I can use some of their revenues that are getting dispersed and then make the best and fastest logistical company, you might as well. That's why you see all these logistical companies. Do you companies. think there would come a point where Amazon or any other corporation could get so large that even our current administration would be like, hey, this could become a monopolistic thing and it's bad for well, our I mean, just free market? Look at it. Alexa asked me today to sign into our utility bills so they can track and manage how much by hour of outlets that are on and everything. Wow. See, so, and then they save, and then all of a sudden Alexa tells you, if you do this, 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 you know how much you'll data save they this a have? month. You know how much data they'll have? They could go into systems. Oh, so much. If, if they're able to get into everyone's utility bills, they can see where can we put, where do we, where can we make a cheaper solution than what's currently out there yeah. and do energy sources and all these different yeah. utility ways. Like With all that data. Data is everything. And they've it's got literally it. They're data. big. I mean, they're one of the biggest. You You won't. You can't. And, and here's the thing is, he had such a, when you sent me, you sent me a while ago, a full documentary on his life yeah. from the beginning to where it is now and he said something that's so important no matter who you are if you want to create a product create something people can't live without and becomes essential to their daily life he is in your home right he built products that are in your home even when he built his library and book idea he wanted to be in your home well right and that's where exactly i think it's it's got to become how do you tend to be re resourceful so even with our vehicles how are we going to look into aut autonomy autonomizing all of our stuff right so what my largest future is is the company i have yes it's a landscaping company and all that kind of stuff when we do miscellaneous services i want to create i want to create the first system where literally it's just a, a car a vehicle that would drive up and it's because there's so many fully automated uh, yes a fully automated commercial mower that automated scans yards automated right so instead of me having workers we i might have a worker that's going out in grid tracking people's yards Sure, like doing a pre-setup yes, during the week. exactly. Mm -hmm. And then we could do that on such minimal cost. And then if you can have and create with those lithium batteries, or what were those batteries we were talking about a long time ago? Yeah, I could see you oh, having like well, five. Yeah. If they can run off that and you can have commercial The beta voltaic. Skin, the beta, yes. Dude, if you can mm. have long distance. Not Does that beta that voltaic works. require us to. Um, well, okay, yeah. It wouldn't okay, work specifically for that. I'm just Wait, wait, wait. What is the, what is, describe it one more time, the use for these batteries again. So, I mean, what I'm looking to do is not necessarily specifically that. It could be solar power thing something like that where an energy storage or even batteries are switched out within the unit it needs to be imagine right with our current drone technology we have you can only fly a drone for so long but that right. doesn't work when you need to cut 30 lawns in a day yeah you need to make sure that thing doesn't need a, an attendant to come but change the battery midday i still don't think we have resources out there to continually do the kind of the kind of production we need to keep up with I don't think we're going to see that for another six, seven no, years. No, because what we'd even find something comparable to even. But I think that's perfect because you look at that vision now and you can plan for that. Right. And that's where you have to see these new visions now and not wait. You have to create that new bold, create that new vision, and that's what that is. Same thing with my medical business, right? If you can substantialize and create a universal transportation system to voucher towards handicapped, the, the, you know, from air travel, all this kind of stuff, even when we've seen – different things as far as universal travel within uh, mm -hmm. paramedics and stuff like that. There's, there's faster ways of travels that we'll, we'll far see in the future. And if you can plan to establish those now and be the bull dominator in those markets, you are the leader. And now you just got to keep working. How do you someone's think always chasing your ass. Have you ever realized that like, like for the longest time, Walgreens and CVS were like, and Rite Aid, I guess. L like when you think about how like they Rite literally in the world. Did you see that? I mean, CVS and 
and Walgreens, those are really two cool things to look at. Because even the company we work with, Motive Care, Dan Greenfield, who is a, who is the current CEO, worked previously with a medical company that supplied all of the vaccinations across all CVS stores across all of the United States of America. Nice. And what's crazy to see is that company no longer exists. He actually sold it off. He sold it off for a few reasons because you're seeing now we have a distributor where you're talking about Amazon being the largest market takeover. We are now having test phases going through Amazon where we're delivering your prescriptions by drone, by an Amazon drone. And now you're – see, sense. so this is – we do see this stuff. And this is where you have to get are we the have of creating the brand new or you're going to get left in the dust. This is where we see the socialism societies and everything like that. You have to create this bold, unimaginable future because that's where it's at. And if you want to compete with anyone, you better get on the level or you better get ready to get some universal right. income. Get on the like level or <laughs> – yeah, or get in line. <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Like, what's that? What was the guy that ran for president? Um, the guy that wants to pay Andrew. Andrew, right? I really think we're gonna go to such either. It's either gonna be tech will be depleted due to civil war, war with online, you know, war, cyber warfare, cyber warfare, right? You'll either see something like that, or you'll see a thing where we go to a complete, you know, not that I'm for socialists, but really, if you look at many countries and states, and that's why I think it's super cool. You see this pattern and trend moving towards that, and I don't think you can see any one successful socialist country that's actually worked. So fine, let's create that socialist country to make sure it can work, right? And I think right now we're at a point where, and these are some crazy bold statements, but it's really what I'm seeing in my day-to-day life. I mean, it is. Right, yeah, you're not necessarily saying, like, you're for socialism, but you're just for keeping up with what you need yeah, to do to succeed. you got to realize that. It may not, you can't be, can't be what you're happy about. See what's really right, in front of you. The world's never going to please you. Yeah, you know, no, 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 no. You know what's such an interesting dichotomy to see now is, <laughs> like, Back in the 60s, like, people protested because they hated the government. Right. They protested because they hated what the government was doing, especially in wartime. And just, uh, like, saying, yes, like, we saying. don't trust the government. We don't like, like hippies everything. Hippies were against the government. They, and, now, they, and now we're seeing, like, almost a movement of hippies relying on the government a little bit. Oh. To a certain yeah, degree. I mean, how many people have you said... Where's my stimulus check? <laughs> How many people have you heard complain about I that? I have heard a, rely a on ton that. of that. Yeah, the people, people are like, it's going to be easy, bro. Shit, but also, I bought the new iPhone. I'm waiting for my stimulus to pay my bills now. Also, I see <laughs> even with our employees, guys. Why would I hire an employee that's yelling at me because I didn't allow him to sleep in when I can just hire someone that's going to automate his job? No right. kidding. I don't want to deal with that headache. Right. Automation is insane, bro. The amount of like... Oh, we think that's crazy. I mean, just ev- everywhere we're going in in the sphere of tech, health, science, it's it's brilliant, and I can't wait. But you know, it's a I will be an IT world. We need to we we need to blend that now into politics, and that's the reason why I was always an Andrew Yang fan, Yang fan personally. Sure. Because he understood that we need to take this techno take this technological revolution we're having right now and blend it with politics. Mm-hmm. You can't leave them separate. separate. You can't keep... I think that's what was so admirable, and I really think we're going to see that guy show up in politics. Well, he's running. Lately. He ran for mayor of yes, New York City. Heard, he's right? still running. Yeah, but I think he will be... Like, I appreciated him, not because I'm a... I'm, I don't... Look, again, I'm the first person, uh, if I ever talk about it, I don't pay attention to politics, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just focused on... I, my life is... I am... For, in which some of these regards, I'm kind of saddened, maybe... But I literally consume my life of looking at everything as a business model. And mm-hmm. I'll see those hindrances even in my personal life and the people closest to me. I won't care for their emotions because I'm so focused on uh, like what I have in hand and where my businesses are at. I mean, you guys can I, – I, would you say that I largely – a lot of situations I deal it more as a business standpoint? Like I, with the yeah, yeah I you look at every fast. decision yeah. as it needs to be – it needs to be done with uh, an expedited process and you have to – Believe wholeheartedly because you can't go back. Yeah. And I believe Kevin O'Leary is that same way. Oh, did you guys see oh. the Snapchat of Kevin O'Leary? Mm-hmm. And he talks to AOC. It's insane. And AOC, wh- AOC. AOC is Alicia Alexandria uh, Oscar Cortez. Is that her name? Correct? No. no. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. But it's okay. But uh, <laughs> what is her name? Ocasio. Hey, talk Alexandria about Alexandria Ocasio. Look into the SBA, the SBA, the SBA. They have sixty billion dollars, and they don't want to give it to our companies. Hey, that should be a big deal. We don't see that in the news media. Sixty billion dollars, and they're telling businesses of low income, 
that they can only get a thousand dollars when there's more than enough money for every registered LLC to have ten thousand dollars minimum. How do we make that a big deal? Sixty billion dollars in the SBA hands, and we're changing over leadership roles. And the person that's currently in charge of that, there's going to be a huge lawsuit against the SBA. Let's make that a big deal. Yes, no, I'll be curious to see. Let's follow the media because there are journalists. Like the problem is, is is you probably would take it'll take you two to three pages on Google before you'll see it pop up. If oh, absolutely. It's being shadow banned. Dude, go on to SBA, see where their IDL grants. Did you know are. that? There's no. Yeah, there's you can just go to their websites there's, and read them. Did you know that oh, there was there a huge media blackout? Italy is back to normal. No masks. People are go. People are in restaurants everywhere. Really? It's crazy. Oh, They've I'm completely saying. defied against the oh, government dude. policy and been like, <laughs> screw yeah, it, we're going back to normal. Literally, you can see pictures of them. Mm protesting against it it's funny to see when you're living in a a period of a virus like this that at some point we as humans say like if this is just like a field experiment or a a psychological study at some point the human condition has made it to where we long for connectivity we long for some express normality that we had created normalness that we have created for ourselves to the point where after a while, we just say fuck it. Like it's if if it is really a thing, I'd rather die and live normal life and and have some sort of some sort of uh, human experience than that of none. Yeah, I agree because I feel like doing so that's absolutely going on in Italy there. Yeah, doing absolutely nothing. I mean, I mean that culture is a bunch of everyone. They eat forever. When they sit down for a meal, it's three hours. You know what the thing I loved about they, being in they Italy are so in the streets. They're small markets. Everyone's loving each other. Everyone knows each other. Everyone's so like family yeah. oriented. From there. everything you've shared, Jake, I, Italy would be. Oh, Dawn, my partner, she's going to Italy. Really? Really? Why? Yeah, her cousin lives there, I guess, and he's got a new contract out there or something. So that's cool. But I think oh. one of the most in- unfathomable things and it's hard for my mind to even comprehend of any justice humans long for this humanistic connectivity in what you talk for but there's people right in front of us that we see and i i think this happens in everyone's lives and will we know how to get that human connectivity but we're taking too selfish naive take it for granted and aren't willing to do the steps to get to that point so Again, that's where we come to where I was just talking about. Like, you can be as much of the the trend of complaining, and you know, you're. But if you're not the person to make steps and and actionable steps, if we had every person do one thing towards one objective, every person in the world, we would get a lot done. Or imagine, do you know what would what the fuck would happen? Yeah. Imagine if I I mean, imagine if just like we did, we participated very small. And just imagine if everyone at one point in time just turned off all electricity. I would all love electricity. to see us. I would love to see the people that have been created from the world we are living in today just snatch from all of our comforts, meaning technology, meaning uh, standardized agriculture and food distribution, meaning you what know, if you no, 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 no. Did you th- like I never realized light pollution is the biggest buzzkill of humans, like the biggest like Describe what, what did you say if there weren't at? lights it would be pretty much pitch black dark out right yeah but also the stars would be so unbelievable to see that's what I, yeah. mm. you the can't see the stars where's the best place like if we want to stargaze guys where oh, should we go? Uh, like, you I have to go out to northern stars northern lights. Northern, lights. northern lights northern lights yeah. sorry where is that located it's like in iceland area or greenland you can find them anywhere pretty much in the arctic circle you could easily find them i want to retire for a year after 25 and just travel <laughs> the world Oh, yeah. I would love to that be a nomad be for a solid year. Yeah, like I think I'm honestly going to work probably consistently to 25, take a break for probably um, a year of international business and understanding, and maybe I'll venture off and invest into a few things. And then when I'm 26, really just get into a heavy traveling relationship. And then mm-hmm. that's where I would eventually after that probably come back, work for a little bit more. And then I may sit and consider down for a family te- technically at that point. But I'm one where if I'm going to do something, I want to go full in, right? So when I look to having a family down later down the road, I want to make sure I can be the best for me dad I could ever be if that were to be something I would ever consider right. at that standpoint. And I'm going to be that full commitment that I need to be there. And if I, that's why I like to plan that far ahead so I can be like that. People be like, oh, don't plan, don't plan, don't Look, if you don't plan, you don't set real goals. And even if these timelines that I create now change, that's fine. But at least I have a set thing in my head, right? And we're allowing this set vision in your head. Yes, these are all things you're wanting to accomplish, right? Like, so let's say you want to do something. If you put a timeline out in front of you and say you're going to do it by that date, now that stress is gone. 
Right. Yep. Right? And then I think it's a big thing of meditating. If you can feel in the moment and start to realize, hey, it's calm and peaceful, and as long as the one thing I'm working on, I'm doing, is great. But a lot of people tend to get too stressed and too flustered with everything that's going on in one moment. Um, and I will tell you one thing. There's no excuse for that other than knowing that you control your head because I have Jake Dufresne who works for me and has gone through many, 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 many challenges from when he's first gotten here to now how he can act. And I put on when I when I give him a phone call, there's Jake, probably what broke twenty you? things. What broke I, you into controlling in yourself? Point. Controlling yourself and how you perceive situations. You know, I've been trying to answer that for like the longest time recently. So it's just sort of one of those things that has happened, but you maybe more subconsciously haven't been able to bring to the forefront of your consciousness why it is. We're just going to pause here real quick. No, so it's fine. Don't worry about the dogs. Ryan, yeah. My friend Ryan, he's coming over. Yeah, our, our, we got so. a buddy coming over bringing us some dinner because we're shooting late night. All right, I wanted to bring up the AOC thing again. Oh, wait. Oh, oh well, well I, I still wanted to answer the question. Oh, I didn't yeah, know go that. Ahead. Sorry. So the question was like how, what exactly it was. I feel like honestly it – it was a lot of things. I feel like it was just, it felt like our training camp. It felt like army training camp mm. being here. Like at the, you you like were the training first for a fight. Weeks. You've been in fight camp. Yeah, the first few weeks I felt like I was just being broken down as a person, realizing <laughs> that I don't know shit, and realizing <laughs> that there are so many things out there that I have, I'm so naive and so like, so many things like that Ethan's taught me just in general of everything that it involves just running a business and running, you know, like, uh, especially a long, <laughs> main, do you remember the first day you took me out for like, just you doing stuff for green tree? Dude, I can't, I, I honestly tell people, I can't remember, remember what happened. So, two days ago. okay. So like literally you took me, there was like this one house. I think it was near autumn Creek. Maybe, um, we just pause one second, actually, cause the dogs are being really, yeah, well, we'll cut here and then I'll come bring it back in. Give me, give us one second, folks. All righty, folks, we are jumping back in here. We just let the dog sort of chill out for a second, give them a quick break. Um, but Jake, you were talking about yes. okay, so we your first day out with Green Tree. One of the first days I did with Green Tree, the first thing we did, we went to this house and there was this huge pile of sticks that we had to put in the, your trailer. It was this really, it, it was this house that one, it was it was in the cul-de-sac and it was really big just flat uh backyard and we just had to take the sticks from this uh fire pit and put them in the back of the trailer then was we i went, there yeah you were there you helped me throughout all of it oh we were trying to stuff it because it was a lot and it's a lot of tree branches and stuff then we went to this other one and you oh. aerated and i had to sit on the back <laughs> and i fell on my ass you remember that <laughs> And you laughed. That's exactly what you did. You laughed, and you're like, Jake, I've never seen anyone do that before, ever. How the and I screamed, too. I was like, ah! Oh, that was so Johnny. I was so funny. At, at that point, though, before this time, no, have you had you ever done, like, hardcore never. physical labor? Uh, well, to a certain degree, but definitely not to that level. As an Amazon Because I used slave, to perform all the time, so, yeah. like. And Amazon. Amazon really. I think Amazon, Amazon conditioned me. Yeah. Amazon conditioned me. <laughs> for boot camp. You had a boot camp for boot camp. After Amazon. Would you say easy. at any point. There was one hour in particular that was equally as bad as the shift at Amazon. I remember. And what <laughs> hour me. was that? Yeah. It was <laughs> I need to hear. You, it, it, it was when you were like. Here are the keys to my storage unit. I want you to take pictures of the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> that hour to take everything out. <laughs> Organize it. Organize it and take the pictures. <gasps> oh, bro, because the, bra the, the, the brakes were on one of the old mowers. Worked. The lock. He didn't know how to undo the lock of the brake. So he was pulling you, the you whole pulled it out mower with the like, wheels locked. I was locked. literally <laughs> like, I was like, oh, like it felt like pure misery. I'm not even going to lie. That's so funny. But you got your work done. You did it. Oh, yeah. I definitely got it done. I took pictures and uh, we actually ended up selling. Garage. Well, a few of them we sold. Yeah, we got to get we, rid of those. We things. sold a lot, though. Once we move, I still which we're going to be moving, I, I we're all going to get our house. That would be nice. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. It. I need to respond to those. But they all say, is, does it run? And I'm like, did you read the did you read the thing? The I description? Yeah. Those things, it was actually life-saving. I mean, I bought those mowers. Like, when I just started, I think for my, uh, I don't even remember what birthday that was, but my parents, I love to go through a path to the future. My parents bought me for one of my birthdays. All my friends thought I was fucking crazy. Uh, but they literally bought me a fucking John Deere mower for my birthday. And it was like the best thing of my whole life. Cause like I, I didn't have to use a push mower anymore. And like after I got that machine inside my neighborhood, I was able to go to the farther neighborhood that would drive with this little fucking wagon behind the thing, bring all my tools in there. And I, that's what made me mobile within those two neighborhoods. And 
it was just crazy. That changed my life forever, and I thought that was such a crazy point in my life. But think back, that's so far now. And then, uh, yeah, no, just things have been going crazy. How far are we coming up on the time wise? We're doing pretty good. I think we'll we'll, sh- we'll just record for another twenty minutes. Finish out the episode here. Kay. I have I still have a couple things that I wanted to get to. Back onto the AOC thing. Okay, what's that? Yeah, on her on her website. To make money, you know, she sells her uh, sweaters and her her shirts, and it says um, like ta- she has one of them online that's a fleece that says "Let's tax the rich," or like we need to tax the rich more. So Kevin O'Leary goes on his Snapchat and posts a video of himself wearing oh, it. Oh, this crazy girl! Uh, oh, yeah. oh, not crazy. She's, she's a not very crazy. Lady. She's. I think she's got she's some pretty smart. interesting love, ideas, yeah. but she is also very controversial because that's what it takes to get famous. One hundred percent. She's good though. She stands up for her being a woman. I give kudos to her. Yes. She goes out there. She is a Agreed. fucking. Agreed. So, but but you, yeah. a lot of her ideas tend to be more socialistic. Some might say, or moving towards that in a sense. So Kevin O'Leary makes a snap wearing the shirt, and he goes to her website and goes, "Look, I just got this awesome shirt. I was on the beach down there." And I got seven people saying, where can I get that? What is this? And he goes, well, I'm here on AOC's site. And he shows the price. I bought this shirt for $67. And it's a nice little comfortable fleece shirt. Do you know how much she made this for? $5. And you know how much she probably shipped it for? Another $5. That means she could make potentially 80 to 85% margins on this one shirt. So then Kevin O'Leary turns the camera back around on the snap and goes, folks, there's a real lesson to learn here. And every good socialist, there's a capitalist waiting to be screaming to, be to, come, screaming out. to yes, come out. I love and he goes, that. AOC, hit me up. We can make this go big. All I ask for is seven percent equity. <laughs> and then the snap ends. <laughs> and I there was just something about that moment and I it really like that puts it in perspective. Opportunity Knocks on all of our doors. Yeah, I mean okay, I think people I, don't make a big enough deal about politics. I mean, all these politicians we see. How the fuck do you think they afford the shit they do on their salaries? Like, does anyone ever dive into that? Or are these just things we've been okay with in our society? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you're born, and no kids make big deals about that because they're not made aware. And then eventually it just becomes a normal thing within our society. Same thing as COVID, right? In the, especially within the U, everything just trends and passes. And, and as time passes, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter how big of a mistake you mean, how big of an implication you made on someone. The thing that makes me so sad is... All of these people in government, when we say the word government, they are one thing and one thing first. A public servant. The yeah, only part literally. of those two words that I currently see happening is they're doing all their biddings in public. The serving us part, I yeah. think, has gotten so misled through they're money, through themselves. power. They're serving, Correct. Through the, the, they're well, serving it's, re-election. It's all relationships. Do you realize that like I've truly realized that every single well, industry and, uh, at its core is a relationship business. It is. So relationships are politics, everything. Politics, relationships are everything. It's who you know mm-hmm. and what are you going to do to help the people that you like to not to, to get the people that you don't like. And out then of those relationships which you make with people. Right. So like even with different business owners that I've worked with and stuff like that. Right. You'll begin to establish this profound relationship in which you think there's a deep connection. And this is what I really, I really can't fathom at all. Is then I'll let's say, okay, Jake, I'm I have a relationship with you. I've known you for ten years. It's been really good. But now I go to have a relationship with Chad, brand new person I just met. Oh, and you, he's salty now. And you don't like this person, Chad. You hate him. You hate him. You hate him. You hate him. But I wasn't aware of that, right? Just because I was willing to talk to Chad, you now, you now are no longer me. my friend. That's so high school. Yeah, like, it is. get over your fucking self-pity bullshit. If I'm a friend with you, <laughs> you believe in that love and that friendship that we have and nothing else. Right. You know, that's what real friendships are about. Yeah, it's not a competition. No. no. It's, it's a, a, Every relationship is different. My and relationship with you is so unique compared to, like, how my relationship with you. Right. Right. I, I completely and completely agree with, with that. I I have found a new relationship in the last couple of weeks with music. Like I've been falling in love with music again. Yes. But you know what I'm still missing? Oh no, Melissa's live my performances. Mom, our mom's gonna hear that and go nuts. Oh she no, I'm missing going to concerts. Oh. I'm so much yeah, like yeah, going, she's gonna be not like actually <laughs> performing myself. No, actually that that I don't miss at all because arranging is more fun. You are so good. I will say one thing about my brother, which. I've also not been able to see him in his specific industries in which he's worked at, but he's good and he's transitioned. Um, is he his ability to to network with people in a way of getting them to be intrigued by his word, his word of not even meeting them. 
he, you know, you don't, you, you can tell my brother by his wording and the way he talks, and that's what a lot of people draws people to him, and I think that's he so po- he's so pathetic, you know. He, he and can present himself in a very professional manner. It's well, you know, it's not even professional. He caters it to the person he's speaking, and that's what I think. Like even with specifically with like seeing my brother deal with like my sister who has autism and growing up, and then thinking of like different friends he he has and the different battles they they tend to. He can cater specifically of how he needs to talk for them to understand the delivery of his message. And I think that's an important role that's of a where leader. You, that, that occupational therapist thing you were saying. Yes. 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 That's literally what I, that is thing therapy. that is one thing that my brother is so much fucking better than I am. But that's like and that's where I think in, in a leadership role, I believe my brother would be a hell of a lot leader to run a team than I would. I think yeah. I could build the operation, yes. set the systems up completely, and what and I need he to do. Could lead it in an instant. Yes. Yeah. I'm a very fast person, but if you can work with me and we get to going, we'll build masterpieces. Yeah, you, you need. Know what I'm saying you like you like. Um, You're the visionary. Yeah. Yeah. You're the you true are. visionary. You want. I see know the steps to see those visions come possible. And then you have people like I need. Um, that's the, why you're the protagonist uh, for people who have taken the uh, what are the identity tests? I forgot the name of it. The, the um, uh, Meyer personality. Yes, it's it's the sixteen personalities. Yes, that's the site. That is the test. We we are very different. You yeah. are the yeah. protagonist. I'm also the protagonist. Did you know? Are you really? Yep. And I took it back in April, so there's no like no doubt. I've, I've taken the test three times now. Every time it's come up the same thing. Yeah, I've taken it. I've taken it a couple different times, and every time I get the like, uh, it's like the commander leader type. Yes, for that. and that's and, and again that ties back exactly to what we were talking about. You can lead very nicely, but I honestly feel like my life is really the protagonist because every time I think about just like how I got here, how I am, where I am, it's just amazing to me. Like because I feel like the opportunities that I've gotten so far in life only come around once in a lifetime, and like. And you're seizing them. You don't let them pass. Exactly. I think what's so crazy in the moment is... And especially with you, Ethan, too. I feel like you have really conquered every opportunity that has come your way. Yeah. I think that's what I've been able to learn. I think my biggest realization this week was knowing that, hey, I'm I'm only fucking 17. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Like it's not slowing you, you down, it's but not, it's making you happy. No, I was over. Like I think this these last two weeks, if anything, I've seen is I've been overstressing my mind on these deadlines I have to meet with these situations, right? And it's like when I look at where I've grown in my companies at to the point where they're at right now, in the amount of years I've been doing it, it's like, wow, I really have done something quite remarkable, yeah, and it's hard have. to realize that. But then know that, like, hey, don't worry about that, right? I'm living in the moment, okay? That's the thing. I was reading – it was watching Gary Vanderchuk, and he was Mm -hmm. doing a thing. And he's like, how many of you in this room are 30 years old, right? Tons of people raise their hands. Exactly. Whatever. The point was – He's got a huge 20 – 30 to, like, 25. If anyone's telling you how the fuck to live your life and you're over the age of 30, look, again, and this is where we've already talked about the same issues. With anti-aging medicine – you still got at thirty. You got five or you know, four <laughs> yeah. to five more lives of the point where you're at right now. Don't feel like it's a fucking yeah, bottom line. You have line. like four decades left still. Yeah. Seriously, of no, hard work. Decades, of hard way of hard work. Yeah, you know, sure. I, I've never realized until I started taking, you, you know, started dealing with all these not dealing but um, working with a lot of these Medicaid clients, is that they've lived so much life, you know. It's remarkable to see. I think the biggest thing with that, keep touching. I think the biggest thing is to see some of those people have reached. uh, That's why I don't have sympathy for people that complain. Really, I don't. Because you see these people that have had. Hellish And and people will say, oh, well, your problems aren't as big as other people's, right? Or everyone's problems are equal. And and sure, into a sense, that's right. But different life experiences can be a lot harsher than some other people. And that's something to acknowledge. And if you can't acknowledge that, then you need to just stop listening. So um, literally, you know, once you are able to acknowledge it, like those people have faced so much, but yet they're still here breathing and talking. And some of them yeah. still have hope. You know, it's, right. it's, it's honestly beautiful to see. There is this one woman that I, that I took one time, and I could tell that she had lived like a really rough life. You could just tell. Mm. Someone just has that look about them that you're like, wow, you've, you've seasoned a scar. Like, you can like not saying that they're broken completely, sure. but you can tell like, you know, and anyways, like I, I turned on this Bob Dylan song called Twist of Fate mm-hmm. and um, she just started singing 
like really oh, into yeah. the, this is why I and like drive. to me like that that itself just like made it made you realize die. she's still a human like but it, no, no, but it made me realize that really birthed my new love for music is seeing mm. the impact that something it could that still have on someone who something that was crazy so for me i think that's beautiful i'm Jake. such a, th- a sympathetic person like right so i may seem harsh on this podcast but i'm i am like I depend on I think about everyone so deeply that I allow and affect my current actions. Mm-hmm. Like for example, way my, too much. And I I really I've do. been sell- saying that to you. I really do. And like that's why when I was driving, I was so heartfelt. I was like, all these people. I just everyone. I would when I first started off the company, I was like, I w- I want to help this person so much. Yeah. And I think that's what gives me so much drive. I, but that's the reason why. Yeah. If the people that you guys serve knew the extents of fights and just relationships oh and how gosh. hard you have to be to th- get the contract or to even get give them a good, good service. service. Yeah. That's and the reason why today. I mean, you you know what happened at the last bit. That's the yeah. reason I wanted to help you. Like, I just am a very Samaritan. Yeah. Person. And see, and part of me, like, to see, that's two things, and that's where, like, when people say, like, for me, I don't want to get sucked up into that. I want to always remember what my true intentions were when I first started that company. The people I wanted to help mm-hmm. and then I, I think and that's what makes people so changed so much not able to realize this at 17 but it's great that i'm vulnerable in this moment to acknowledge these things so i can Absolutely. fix them for the future because these people it's all the people running these big companies right i have these intentions and my heart is so different but today when i was willing to s- slow down giving a service to someone strictly because people up in the hierarchy of controlling and power Don't and money don't want to change. So then I have to try to prove a point. So and, and then there's a point of like, but I don't want to rep my service. So no matter what, and that's what's great is I have great mentors that know where my intentions are and the people that work with me know who my true intentions are so they can remind me daily like what's truly more important. You know sure. what I'm saying? And that's super cool because when you get in those heated moments knowing like when these insurance companies, like one insurance company owes us over $20,000. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like I'm doing, I'm still running rides for these companies, right? And then why am I going to go out of the way for this company, for these patients? But then I think, no, it doesn't matter about the companies. It's the patients I'm serving. And, you know. Exactly. It, it's the patient. We're, this that's is a relation, It's a relationship business. It's something that's developed on the people that you work with on a, on a daily level. Those are the people that matter. That is how you build your company is how the – what is the value that you are giving? That's what capitalism is all about. What are you going to pay me so that way I can give you value? You're paying me for value of something that right. is meaningful and to And that's you. why when I think about it, like I never have a problem with like, because I know no one else is in the industry we are. I know for fucking one damn thing, no one's going to provide a better service than we are. Not, Absolutely no, no fucking one. way. <laughs> They're just too outdated. No, not outdated. They don't care. Mm. They're Literally, not in it for the right reason. I have heard we, multiple like, and times. I, w- w- what's great about us is we're able to bring that business aspect to that. And I understand that right now, it may be slowing me down to focus on the relationships and the part of the patients more, but in the long run, I'm going to beat out all the other motherfuckers that didn't care. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that's the reason why, like, I I think, yeah, it sucks. It sucks, like, when you get to know patients and, and well, not patients, the clients, you know, themselves, because you b- develop a relationship between them mm-hmm. and, like, you want to help them, you know? You want to, you know, you want to help them every way you can, like, I, I remember one of the first days that I ever, you know, did something like someone was just like, oh, I just recently became homeless. So you can just drop me off here or something oh at this God. bus stop or you can just drop me off. at wow. King. And I'm like, wow, I've never like said that to someone just being like, hey, I'm homeless. So can you just drop me off somewhere? And that's what pisses me off. Is these people and these these people we were revolved around? They have it so good and they don't realize it. Right. Like, get your head out of your ass and see where reality's really at. Right. Like when you're, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like when you're literally just fighting just to s- stay afloat. Like you literally are trying to just find someone to bum like a burger or something like <laughs> off of off of them. Yeah, man, that's where we got to put humanity first. And these are things like, to be honest, like even the way in the actions of like when I first started this podcast, even today, you know, like the, 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 the amount of shit I've gone through 
just today alone. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I and, know. And that's where you got to live in the moment and continue to remind yourself to be vulnerable. In this moment, I know I am fine. I'm resting in this chair and I'm fine. At the end of the day, everything got solved and there's still going to be tomorrow. And I'm still going to be thankful for tomorrow. So let me appreciate this moment. It's mm -hmm. those things in the moment where I try to control. Like, that's where, I mean, again, I control myself very well, I would say. I like, I'm very, 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 very hard on myself. But even these little amplifications or little things that I may mess up. I want to make sure I can fix it and realize that's why I'm so vulnerable with myself. I like you to state be. all these things because then they're out there. And if I don't acknowledge, if, if I can acknowledge that they're out there and I don't make a change, that's when I can see there's a problem with there's myself. A book, there's a book oh. I'm going to download on your, on, your, on your phone as soon as this podcast is over that literally is the perfect book for you. Probably. What's pro it called? It's called Daring Greatly. And it's all about vulnerability and mm. accessing that yes, part sir. of yourself. So that way you can do all of the things you dare to do, like you want to achieve. You say, go, like you go for it. There's nothing stopping you. Do you want to know, one of the biggest things too is like, you think about the word love. It's a powerful word. A and th that's it. It's a powerful word that people misuse. Yeah, I think, I think people, people use love as a placeholder for joy as a placeholder for lust as a placeholder for king kinship as a placeholder for a lot of other emotional um similarities or parallels that could could withstand or or be considered maybe on the path to what is love but like you're saying i think uh this love is holistic idea of love is m similar to how the buddhism path of enlightenment is it's impossible, it's difficult, it's unattainable, but having faith and growing into it it's is a, what guides you and faith. is how you discover it. I mean, love is the unwillingness that no matter what, love is doing something without when no one else, When everyone else would quit. Right. Love is doing something because you're, you're doing it for another person's good over your own. It's, it's the unwavering ability to never give up. Mm -hmm. Love is to believe in someone more than... They're, they're love is scary too because yeah. to love means you have to trust someone fully and you, no, you have to be you entirely trust, vulnerable but you also that trust will get broken at times it will and that's where and so forgiveness you have to have a relationship where it's love from both yes love I, is a two-way street it, it really is. is and i keep getting i keep getting so hung up in these people that are wasting their times for relationships that there is no love at all. That there's no love for. And that they know that maybe five years down the road, this is not going to be the person I'm spending with. And some may say that's experience, but then I say that time you're spending, put it in experience that's going to develop you into as a career because I don't even think you're at a point right now to handle a relationship. Mm. So then develop that love into something that's going to build you in as a person. Love your family that's there for you. Love the people that are around you that actually care for you. Those are the people you love right now. But also, though, I mean, to... to to also just piggyback, though, I mean, we all have times where we think, like, I have definitely thought the same way you you, you are, Ethan, that I want to focus on myself. But then there's always that lingering side of me that's like, I want to share everything that I do in my life with someone. It's something that's yeah. interesting. It's like, mm. that's why it's called sharing your life with someone. You're taking part of your life and you're giving it to someone. Yeah, th I think the biggest thing, and that's good. You're, that's you're good. That's good. That's really good. And I think it's important. I think it's important for a lot of people's mind, their brain development, and some people it's not. It's not for everyone. And that's but I think true. the main point is realizing when you are at a point to accept that kind of love and when that is best for you in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Realizing that. See your future far down the road, and that's where you just got to believe in yourself and really see and know this. And then see, look, this is my path. I believe everything still happens for a reason, right? So, yes, down the road, like let's say if I, if I want kids down at 30, if I die tomorrow – I knew I was still on my path. I was happy. Mm -hmm. I lived up to the moment in, in what I wanted to do. You didn't live it in someone else's shoes. There's no reason to have sorrow or regret for unfilled things because as long as you take every day and live it up to the fullest, that's what it's all about, you I know? I remember. Yeah. Rem oh, sorry. I no, remember no. when I, uh, my senior year, they, we did uh, these acting. Uh, we created our own shows pretty much in our drama mm. department. You could create whatever show you wanted. You could either write it yourself you could come up with a play yourself, anything. You could l it's literally free form. And I did a thing called my scripted life where, you know, because of, uh, I don't know if anyone knows this about me. I guess I haven't said this, but I, I do have a form of autism. 
Um, it's a mild form of Asperger's. It used to be stronger as I was younger. But because of that, um, and I and I do thank my parents for doing this, but for a long time, like, my life was a very scripted, you know, like, I would rehearse a lot of the things that I was going to say to people. And I was, gonna, you know, I would always, you know, go through in my head, okay, how is it going to go? How is it, how, y- you know, and stuff like that. So I basically created a show in which I was like, no, I don't want to live that scripted life. I want to live a life that's not fixed and set, but a life with no regrets. Mm. Because when you don't live in those fixed and set limits of yourself, you can do anything. And you can accomplish anything, and then you adjust yourself when you're speaking. You're not thinking, okay, I need to say this specific thing so that way I can get a certain reaction that's not too too outward or too right. in, you know. It, when you don't analyze every single thing you do, you just live life. And I feel like that is the true form of love, is I enjoying it love to me you is have to not have self-love there's self don't yes. think his love is a bipart where you need two people Absolutely. love is you gotta have self-love focus on yourself love yourself and i don't think even everyone that was like saying this this doesn't mean i'm fully loving myself like these things i talk about these are struggling things i everyone. deal with and i will say that the biggest thing of realizing what you were saying right there was when you told me yesterday when we were talking you said ethan expect for the worst and don't think of oh, don't hope for anything better right you know, because once you, you set the bar there, everything is excelling. Yes. Well, but once you set the bar too high and anything less than that happens, you feel disappointed. You feel depressed. Like you feel disappointed. You're like, I didn't live up to what I'm doing. I'm a failure. Right. But, but if you not. tell yourself that, that's a negative. And what's the point of being negative in this world when every like we are living beings? We are literally seeing and hearing it. Everything. Do Why aren't we celebrating? that? Right. Right. You know, like the word I can't. See, <laughs> I don't know. These may be like that's where Ethan's a little crazy because <laughs> like some of these words that trigger me when someone says I can't. The, there's few people that I would be able to have the patience with for that word of I can. And there's sometimes no. OK, few patients for reasons why. One, if I know I don't have there's certain points like the biggest vulnerable thing I would say is my thing to realize what's more what's more important to me. Am I going to. Knowing, like, I struggle with knowing, like, if I were to really devote my time and try to help this person, I could really help them, you know? So what am I going to make my priority? But then I think, okay, the thing I'm working on, that will affect and make way more change in more people's lives. So you got to make that sacrifice, you know? And that's got to be a lot of people. I would say if you're a business owner, there's a lot of business. I say this a lot. If, if you know you're not fit, stop. Get out of it. It's not right for you. Don't keep trying to make something be right because you're in that position. If you're not happy with what you're in, move stop. On. Move on. Start something new. Be happy. Even if that's taking a huge pay cut, be because happy because ultimately it's about what's the, the point? Yes. Entirely. It's not – if we live and dwell on the destination – one will miss everything that their life was about. One will miss why they were supposed to be here. One 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 would miss just living. Correct. Because they would f- they they spent too much time worrying mm-hmm. and not enough. They spend enough time killing time instead of living through the time. I want to leave some value at the end here because for me, discovering self love and self enlightenment is ongoing and i'm not fully there but i reached it during my college freshman year a really dark and depressed place during my second semester and my way of getting out of it and escaping it was relying on mundita which is a form of well a lot of a lot of asian and indian cultures would would use mundita but in buddhism mundita it's about meditating and experiencing the idea of joy and um, appreciation for others, yourself, your enemies, and the world around you. And I spent a whole semester just practicing different mundita meditations. And there is something that is unimaginably peaceful, relaxing, and uh, stress-relieving from taking time to really concentrate and focus on something that is so um, 
grandeur or larger than how we contemplate or live our life on a daily basis. And once I'd spent so much time reflecting on one specific point, I was able to open up and open a new door in me. And so yeah, I, see, I think if me, you could do some research and try and try and find something like that for yourself. For me, that was God. As much as like there's even people I live around that will just, you know, like say that's not the, you know, and that's where like I know I wouldn't be at where I'm at today. There's certain things that are just too obvious. I mean, points of where I even felt like this should have been the end. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the true end. And then the things I'll pray for mm. all of a sudden work themselves out. Oh, yeah. There's more. It's just scripture. I mean, you got to for me, it's that right now. I'm not here to tell you what your faith should be or, or that. Right. But you, I think it's very important to have a spiritual faith in whatever that may be. If that's in yourself, if, that, yeah. if that's in the world. you got to have faith in something. Yeah. Because otherwise. What's there to live for? What's your purpose in life? Mm. I if think a lot of people have don't have one. You can have faith in yourself, though. Like one of my yeah. one of my favorite um, artists, as you guys know, is the Beatles. And in when John Lennon broke up, he had the song where he just had all of the stuff he didn't believe in. But then at the end, he just said, I just believe in me. And that's the only thing that you can truly believe is in yourself. Think of it. Truly. You're, you're just your one person. So it doesn't matter your family. Y you are your own one self. Don't make one excuse. You are yourself. You control your future. Own it. Realize it. And just live. And on that note, folks, we are going to wrap up this amazing episode of Humanistic Perspective. If you've made it this far, make sure to leave a like, a comment, and uh, show us some love. We love you all. Life's about the journey, not the destination. Take it one day at a time, and have a great week. Peace.